Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. Welcome to another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles, where weirdness abounds. And speaking of weird, Heidi Gad, you're back. You are the connoisseur of weirdness. Like <laughs> anything weird that happens probably happens right in front of you. You have a haunted store. Um, you live in Phoenix, where you've seen the damn Phoenix lights that I've talked about like three times on the show. Thanks for coming back, Aliens yeah. and Beyond. Thanks for having me. So, uh, so you got Aliens Beyond coming at some point, you know. At some point. Yeah, that's the other, you know, speaking of all my weird stuff, we were trying to film this show and uh, I decided I was going to start sharing more of my personal oddities and uh, experiences of high strangeness with uh, the public. And literally every time I uh, started talking about it, the electronics would mess up. Like, no matter what I was talking about. So, for those of you who are like, what? It's like, imagine watching one of those ghost hunter shows, and then a ghost is showing up, and it's manifesting, and it's like drawing energy out of the cameras and the batteries, and that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Um, it's no joke. It got actually really frustrating. We are both getting really frustrated, because, you know, we were just trying to get through a show, and uh, camera just kept shutting off. I'm talking like 44 seconds, 5 minutes, 13 minutes. We'd be like in the middle of like going really good. And then we're like, uh, I was like, oh no, the camera stopped recording. And we're just like, ah. Now you have that psychic sense. Did you feel anything like present at that time when you were trying to do this? Any different than normal? No. Yeah. Mm -mm. No. (laughs) Now, Now, how is it like, how are things in your shop now? I mean, we know your shop is haunted. You caught the audio of it for crying out loud. Um, how are things around there? Uh, it's actually been picking up again. I think since we're picking up, uh, the spirits have been, you know, playing jokes, a couple jokes here and there. Uh, I do have a new employee and a couple things has happened around this person, but, uh, it was a few weeks ago. I went to go take a pee and, uh, one of them just threw the door open <laughs> like midstream. I'm sitting there, you know, taking a pee. And the door just flies right open and there's like no wind or like nothing like that could have made this happen. And thankfully all the boys were on the other side of the shop. Cause I just like shouted very funny, Harry. Cause that's a, one of the spirits names is Harry. So if these ghosts play pranks on you, would it be, <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking would it be dangerous to try to play a prank on a joke and how in the heck would you do that? 
How do I, how do you prank a ghost? I, I have no idea. We're going to have to give that a thought though, because yeah, wouldn't it be kind of fun to have like a prank war with some ghosts <laughs> until, until like shit got real. And then, you know, I'm you sure to, I would lose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't want to get punched in the face on the way out of the story from a vengeful ghost like yeah real funny Heidi real freaking funny um now one thing I used to do when I was younger and I thought it was so hilarious when one of my sisters was going to take a shower before they would go into the bathroom I would go in there and just like with the tip of my finger I would write get out on the mirror and then when they would shower it would like steam up you didn't start going with this and they would get out of the shower like ah. like they had no it was it was fun I thought it was funny. that's pretty funny I okay, got it. I gotta tell think, you that's funny. I don't think a ghost would uh, think that's very funny, but like, yeah, what if you told it to get out? And like, I don't know how would it steam up the bathroom? <laughs> do ghosts shower? I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe they're showering when we do, and we just don't freaking know it. Now, how weird would that be? Like, I'm dancing. They probably the- are. <laughs> no wonder they would prank because I would be singing in the shower, and uh, then I would be reaching for the towel. And I'm like, where the hell did it go? Where's my towel? <laughs> Very funny, guys. And then I got to walk out in front of, you know. Right. It's like thrown across the house. Yeah. It's got like cat hair on it all of a sudden. and Like litter from the litter box. I'm like, great. You drug it through the drug it through the laundry room. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. So anyway, I wanted to, there's a, a Blind Frog Ranch is the show that you're into. Yeah. Now this is on, is this Discovery Plus? Is that what it's called? Discovery Plus? Yeah, I was on uh, Discovery Plus. I'm sure that probably... I don't know how TV works anymore, honestly. Uh, but yeah, it's just probably on Discovery Channel if people have that on their regular other cables. But that joint's right next to Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's not weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure nothing's happening there, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I started watching that show and, uh, you know, it's pretty weird. I caught that picture that i can't believe uh have you seen it at all no i haven't seen it i, I don't have uh, discovery plus but i haven't looked on discovery channel so maybe it's on demand or something but i saw the picture you posted up and it's like two or three seconds like you caught two or three pictures real quick screenshot and i'm looking at that and i'm like okay i can see like the back of somebody walking past and but then like on the on the rock wall i'm like why are they not like staring at that because Heidi, what I saw was a carving of an alien face in a wall. Right. It's so obvious, right? It happens in a split second. And at no point in time in the whole rest, because it is in the very final episode of season two, at no point is anything said about it. I'm like, how did anyone not notice this? And it happened quick. But, you know, I have that awesome curse to notice everything. (laughs) I should yeah, have been an FBI agent, damn it. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was blatantly obvious when I saw the picture. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, that's, that's an alien. Okay. And right, then I, but I had no idea it was next to Skinwalker. Yeah. Now it makes it even crazier, right? Yeah, because of all the rumors and, and, and speculation about that ranch. and um, They're in some weird tunnel when they're down there. Like, yeah. Hey, I don't know if you can talk about this, but I wanted to ask you this because a while back, you were out and you live in the superstitions and you hike through the superstition mountains, sometimes not with other people, and which is probably frowned upon, right? As an avid hiker. So <laughs> not do that. But you go out and it's like, again, attracting weirdness. 
and seeing things. You you actually I, I don't know if we could talk about this, but you you sent me a picture. I gave you my thoughts on what it was. You were baffled, and then actually investigators came out to actually look into this. Is this something they're still investigating or something you can talk about yet? You know, I don't know if they're still investigating it. Um, I was going to talk about it on the, whenever we can finally refilm Aliens and Beyond. Again, yeah, save, save it for next that week. Yeah, save it for that show. But, um, but that was folks. Yeah, that's why you need if you're listening <laughs> to this, you need to listen to that show because um, that blew my mind. Because uh, I caught some, I caught something on camera, and it uh, it warranted MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, uh, sending out an investigative team, and we had to go to the top of the Superstition Mountains, which is no easy feat whatsoever. So, which when you were explaining that to me, um, that just the difficulty of where this location was, and the remoteness of it, that eliminated any kind of like. Uh, prank or hoax or anything like that just anybody that would that would think about hoaxing in a spot like that in such a remote location where in where no one's at would have to just be be dumbass like like and it's and it would be incredibly way too difficult for anybody to pull that off especially with you getting uh photographs and video and and the time frame of this occurrence happening it is absolutely impossible for anybody to have pulled this off so. so there was abs there was something absolutely weird uh, i can't wait to hear you talk about it on the show so I'm really, <laughs> because because i want to i want you to go back and talk about it here it's just, um, uh, i know but, if the if the cameras hadn't kept shutting off when i was talking about weird stuff we could be talking about it right now you want to hear some weird stuff oh yeah you ever heard that phrase laugh yourself to death i have it, do you think it's possible it probably is right it, it, this is, you know, this is damn right. It is. I looked it up. <laughs> uh, this is how nerdy I am. like you watch Discovery. This was it Discovery Plus. I watch Curiosity Stream and I look up random weird nerd things on the Internet. That's, that's my <laughs> life, folks. So like I'm thinking, like, what are the funniest movies I've ever watched and how do I live? Them? You know what I mean? But it's true. This is literally so I found a couple of occurrences. Um, one goes back way back to this famous philosopher. His name is, um, let me pull his name up here because I'm going to mispronounce it. He's probably got some whack name. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up because I don't want to say a bad word. Precipus, <laughs> Precipus, right? Uh, I can I see how I would screw that up. Um, anyway, this was at the 143rd Olympiad. This guy was, um, you know, one of the uh, more popular um, philosophers and Stoics during the day. So he rubbed elbows with all kinds of like, humanity's great minds at the time. So anyway, he's at 143rd Olympiad, as rumor has it. Of course, people are drinking wine. Now, Stoics, you know, they're known for controlling their emotions, not getting out of control, you know, um, and just being so, it just, I don't know, I won't say emotionless, but but you don't want Heidi when people get a little drink or drug in them, things happen. You loosen up. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And there was a donkey involved. And no, this is not uh, a this is not a fraternity. Are we going to Mexico right now? <laughs> this is not. <laughs> a, <laughs> that's terrible. This is not a fraternity. <laughs> this is not a fraternity pledge either. So, 
you know, we people do crazy things to get into fraternities. I've heard. I've heard too. And sometimes donkeys are involved. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes people just look for some ass, Heidi. I don't know what was going on with this guy, but he gets a couple of glasses of wine and I guess he loosens up a little bit. And then I don't know if this like this might be the driest British humor from somebody who's not British, but he sees this donkey eating figs. And then he says, now, somebody give that donkey some wine to wash that fig down with. And I don't know how dumb, like, this, this guy just never got out of the house. For whatever reason, this is the story, he thought it was so funny, he kept laughing himself in such a fit that he killed over dead. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. So I'm thinking, okay, now this is... <laughs> This is going back to the you know the age of the Stoics and you know and the and the Greeks. So this th- this can't really be true, right? Can people really laugh themselves to death? Unless the guy was so pent up, you know. Oh yeah. How that happens with people when they finally like get out. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So listen, this is this is crazier, right? There's this guy who actually laughed himself to death watching a freaking movie back in the late 80s. What? This guy was, yeah, this guy was an this audiologist. This is a thing. This is a thing. This guy was a doctor, actually. He was an audiologist, and his name was Ole Benson. And apparently, while watching A Fish Called Wanda, just started <laughs> laughing uncontrolled. Now, according to, I guess, the autopsy and the, you know, the reports came back, this guy's heartbeat went between 250 and five times per minute, laughing his ass off until he died. Now, they say that's kind of like the same as like getting your heart, you know, during a stressful situation or a long run or something. And uh, so there, I guess he could have had maybe some heart trouble before no one knew it, but sure enough. Um, yeah. God just kills over to death. death. Yeah. And then uh, they had to have a show. I found out back in 2011, uh, there was an NBC news article that interviewed another guy, a neurologist, uh, Dr. Martin Samuels, who, actually got into the whole uh, discussion of uh, death by laughter. So I guess like if you go to comedy shows on a regular basis, are you giving yourself heart trouble? Right. Or are you building up your stamina? Well, that's true. I'd rather be laughing. I'd rather die laughing than die running. Like I'm seriously. Yeah. Because first of all, what am I running from? Right. Cause then are you like a happy ghost? That see, that's a good thing. I would prank. I would show up at your shop and prank the hell out of you. <laughs> now I'm not going to go throw the door open while you're in the you know in the can, but um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it was I, freaky. I gotta tell you. I might I might go around and like mess up all the uh, the tuning that Mace does. I'll go behind him, screw up his tuning, and then he'll have to go back. Like, what is wrong with this? <laughs> see how see how pissed off you get him by the end of the day. That would be fun, right? Just move stuff around. There yeah. are, everybody there has such like OCD, like you just like move stuff. Just no one knows with things. They no one knows where their car keys are at when they get ready to leave. <laughs> That's yeah. me normal. Everyone will say I lose my keys like at least five times a day. I don't know why. Cause I don't really carry a purse, not like a purse kind of girl. So yeah. if I don't, if I take them out of my pocket or I'm not having pockets that day. Girl clothes sucks. I got to tell you, they are not like, it's not utility friendly. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm glad I'm a man, you know, 
Hey, speaking of girl clothes, let's talk about Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, she's awesome. Or she was awesome. God rest her soul. But she might, she might be, you know what, if she wants to haunt me, listen, I'm, (laughs) you know, even if she's in a bad mood, I think I tolerate it a little bit. It's Marilyn Monroe. You know, Um, it was a bookworm. Like I, I read something really interesting about her and I thought it was fascinating. She was a bookworm. No and kidding. No, no kidding. And according to a diary and a discussion with one of her best friends, she actually fantasized about sleeping with Albert Einstein. <laughs> now, you know, the- a lot of chicks like smart dudes. So all you guys out there that, you know, think you're never going to get a girl. There's plenty of hot chicks that and you know what? brains. And I have seen this picture going around the Internet. It's on the Internet. So, you know, it has to be true. <laughs> this real fat bastard real fat guy and then like he won the lottery and god bless him the luck the next day he met the love of his life she was gorgeous so it can happen you know that he ran that he won the lottery oh who knows hmm. <laughs> yeah I but the, no it was i remember that picture going around that was funny but you know guys you know dudes you know there's kind of dudes out there that dig really smart chicks so um yeah i mean Nothing is more ugly than ignorance. I'll say that. I agree completely. Um, but uh, were you a fan of hers, Marilyn Monroe? Of course. She's um, an icon. Yeah. Um, and plus, there's a whole like UFO thread with her, too. Oh, we have to talk about this sometime, too. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, she was called, there was a, a word for her. And I'm trying to remember the name of the word. Um, but she was such a bookworm. And she fantasized about like having really intellectual partners. And, um, but she was uh, like a big admirer of uh, Albert Einstein. So one of the things I read about Marilyn Monroe, she wasn't on professional sets that she, when photographers were just bringing, you know, taking pictures of her in her own set setting, she always wanted a book in the photograph, whether she was holding it and reading it or, sitting on her lap or on the table or whatever. She had a really extensive library and she was incredibly well-read. Uh, the fact that she was always reading one or two or three books at a time. And um, awesome. the fact is, yeah, I, I had no idea she was just that well-read. I mean, to, to do what she did back in that era, um, you don't have to just be a bombshell. You have to be really smart, really savvy, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, it seems like she was trying to promote that too, a little bit, like, you know, push the knowledge if she's having herself photograph with books yeah. that I've never seen, but I would like to. Yeah. So there was, <laughs> so I found some websites where there were just random photos of her with all books, like a bookshelf behind or whatever. So she had this really extensive book collection and she was wildly proud of the fact that she had a lot of classics in first edition. Oh, like she yeah. had Jack, uh, Jack Kerouac's on the road, first edition, uh, some Hemingway first edition. So she was just really in proud of it. And in places where she lived, she, if she had an apartment somewhere, or a condo somewhere, she insisted that it be near a bookstore so that she could go with them, like walk around the corner to the bookstore. And she actually had one of her, her main places was uh, her favorite bookstore. She just lived around the corner and was in there all the time. And it wasn't something they publicized so much because she didn't want to draw the attention and she was friends with the owner, but, you know, as people come in there, they would just you know, randomly see this you know, blonde that they were afraid to bother, you know, back there looking at, <laughs> looking at nerdy books. And I thought, man, how, how 
hot is that? You know? Um, Pretty awesome. I wonder what happened to her library though. Like I would love to get my hands on that library. Yeah. Yeah. I, that would be really interesting. <laughs> I, uh, um, I'll have to look that up and see what, what happened to it. Cause it, cause the article that I read actually said she had, I won't say 437 or 457 books that were like first edition stuff. Um, Dang. So I guess somebody had asked her like when she walked in on a, on a shooting set one day, uh, one of the directors, he was doing a movie. One of the directors um, found her reading this book called Rikes, uh, uh, Rilke's, R-I-L-K-E, Rilke's Letters to a Young Poet was the name of this book. So he noticed that and he's like, well, how did you, how did you pick that book? And her response was like, on nights when she was bored and didn't have anything else to do, she would go around to, it was called the Pickwick Bookstore on Hollywood Boulevard. That was her favorite one. And she would just open books at random. And when she came to a page or a paragraph that she liked, she would just buy that book. And so she said, last night I bought this one. And uh, I thought, well, that, that was really, really interesting. To That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. They should, you know, these kinds of things should be more known about these person's personalities, you know? So yeah, not just only known as like their face and in her case, her boobs and her butt. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, you know, one thing I kind of pick on is like that Kardashian show, and uh, never seen it. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never seen. It. I've, <laughs> I've, I've watched like one, and I'm like, oh, I'm not, I can't watch stuff like this. But you know, how savvy are they that they're worth a hundred million dollars each, or what? You know what I mean? Like, they are in business and doing well for themselves, and kind of proving like you know, you know, yeah, they they may be pretty, but you know, there's a lot more there. But you never see that other side. Right. All you see is whatever they want to put out on Instagram. Yeah. But, but Marilyn Monroe, oh, it was called a, a sapiosexual. That was the word I was looking for. And that's someone who's attracted to intelligence. So a sapiosexual? Um, yeah. Sapio. Yeah. So she admitted she was that, right? So, um, and then she admitted that one of her greatest intellectual fantasies was none other than Albert Einstein. So she wrote her memoir. I'm adding that to my, my IG profile. Yeah. <laughs> So in, uh, in her memoirs that she wrote, um, she was really good friends with uh, Shelley Winters. Now, she was another actress back in the day. And she actually was roommates with her. I read, I don't know, four, five, six years. And Shelley Winters was, uh, said that um, the, they challenged each other one night to make a list of men they wanted to sleep with just for fun. <laughs> and so Shelley Winters said later on, she recalled that there was no one under 50 years old on her list. <laughs> So, but she never got to ask her before she died how many of those men had she actually slept with. But like on her list was Albert Einstein. And uh, after Isn't there a picture somewhere with her with Albert Einstein, yes. So after her death, like the Sally uh, uh, Shelley Winters noticed <laughs> that there was a silver framed photograph of him uh, on her white piano. Like, so she played piano too. And uh, but yeah, there's a Actually, actually, um, I did read that. No, she had never met the man, um, but she kept uh, a picture of him uh, in her house. Yeah, which is really. But she, you know, she was married to um, who's that famous writer? Norman Mailer was it? Norman Mailer. She was married to. I think so. Yeah, I feel like his name is Norm. Norm. I remember yeah. that part for some reason in my I, mind. Yeah. So, um, but then they got divorced because, and he was so ashamed of her, embarrassed of her, 
and I guess he was just always stuck in that, you know, introverted box. I, you know, but yeah, uh, he's just like one of those people that doesn't don't look at me, don't look at me, and yeah, there she is. I mean, people couldn't help but look at her, obviously. Yeah, but apparently she was wildly in love with the man, and it broke her heart um, when they divorced. And uh, of course, every other guy that married her, you know, they just kind of like, hey, this is eye candy. It's just look what I've got on my arm. Kind of treated her like that, so she never really, I guess, found the love she was looking for in life. It was that and, era too. Yeah, man. So um, that's too bad, really. Yeah, and no, not Norman Mailer, Arthur Miller. Uh, he's the guy who wrote uh, *The Crucible* and *Death of a Salesman*. Art. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not Norman Mailer. My bad, folks. Art, Norm, Norm, Art. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. See, that's why you never take my word for anything. Go look it up for yourself, because I'm. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm the sharpest cat in the in the herd there. So, Sometimes um, the stuff gets mixed together, man. Like there's a lot going on. Yeah, that era had a lot of really good writers, and it's kind of hard to oh kind of hard gosh, to find because there for a while I was so into those beat writers, reading a lot of stuff by uh, Kerouac and um, uh, Ginsburg and uh, yeah, and I'm trying to think of the other guy's name that was uh, very prolific, um, but didn't hang out with them very much. But uh, anyway, it was because that that whole movement led into the, you know, the hippie movement, the counterculture movement of the 60s and, and stuff. So um, talk about some important writers in the landscape of American history. And right. they didn't even know it. They didn't even know it. That's so, always you know, how it is. It who knows? When, start reacting. People don't start reacting until way, way later. You know, you only get famous after you're dead. That's true. That's true. One day people that doesn't mean that anybody should go like make themselves dead right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enjoy life. Don't it's do that. Pretty short as it is. So yeah, I mean that people maybe talk about aliens and beyond years from now. Like that kick started off a, a whole new movement of taking things seriously. Who knows? Right. Or actually going back and learning and doing some research and, and getting out there and investigating and seeing crazy things that you have to call MUFON for. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, or you just end up catching it's uh, sometimes I it feels like a curse to me that I like notice everything. I'm like, how did everybody not see that? And then like, once it gets pointed out now, like everyone, a couple of my friends went and they watched that episode again. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed it. But you're right. It happens. Like the camera is like panning. Right. And that's when I saw it. Wild stuff. One Wild. person was saying they thought maybe, uh, on my Facebook or whatever that uh, like they're somehow presenting themselves like in a spiritual uh, parallel universe dimension, whatever you want to call it way. And it was like showing itself like coming out of the wall or whatever, but it's so weird how the eyes like the in part of where the eyes were, were reflecting and they were like looking, they were like the same direction. I don't know if you noticed that part Yeah, in that on that cave yeah and and is it is it just uh i'm gonna use a big word here pareidolia <laughs> where like that's when you like you know you look at popcorn ceiling and you're like oh my gosh there's a american flag or whatever you know there's an elephant coming out of the ceiling and you're yeah. not on hallucinogens uh <laughs> you know these things happen we see i see stuff all the time and i'm like oh that's a that's a pole it's not yeah. a bird yeah, shapes in the clouds. We all we all see those. Yeah, 
Exactly. That's um, pareidolia. Yeah. And it's like, is that what's on the rock or somehow just the shadows, but they're only having night vision. It was weird. Yeah, it is. It is weird. It was, I, mean, I thought it was really cool. You caught that. Cause when I saw those still photographs, I'm like, did that dude just walk right past an alien carving? <laughs> like, and maybe I would too, just, you know, if you're, you know, it, it's like you go out and you look for a new car and you want a car in a certain color and cause you want to be unique and blah, blah, blah. Then you haven't bought it yet, but for the next two weeks you're driving around, you notice everybody's got one because you're just looking for it at that point. No, it's so weird how that happens. Like, yeah. why do our brains do that? It's so perplexing. So I want to ask a little bit about aliens and beyond and what, what uh, folks can expect on the show. But before we do that, something really, you got a really big honor. And uh, I, I don't want to like brush past this because this was a big deal. Now, you played uh, back, you played, you played an instrument on a few songs on the Great A's. Uh, amends okay. album which okay. uh, i've talked about this album on here because i've listened to it and i it was, I was fortunate enough to know you know you and mace on this project and uh yeah it was an honor to chester bennington and everybody knows him from lincoln park but um great days was his first band and i listened to this this album and i and i've said this on the show once before but like you know how you listen to an album like remember back in the day you'd have a cassette you had a and b tracks and you listen to both sides. You're like, yeah, it's pretty good. But there's a couple songs that that go without whatever. And I call those clunkers, right? There's not a clunker on this album. And that is like, that is rare to have an album that like, I can think of like maybe four or five in my life. I I listen to it's like every song (laughs) is freaking good, like way good. And um, so I got a couple of favorites on there, but um, I was going to ask, did you have any favorites? If you could maybe talk a little bit about that project, but you, they gave you an award recently. Yeah. They, they, uh, they made me, um, the, it's the record and it's the red vinyl record. And the side showing is, uh, has the two songs I play on, which is soul song and more ice guy play some, like some violin, electric violin, some cello. Um, of course, in these kinds of, when I do these, any projects really with anyone, I'll record a bunch of stuff and then producers just, they grab, you know, whatever does the song justice. But yeah, they, uh, the guys gave me like a cool little frame with the record and the album cover in it. And it was just really, you know, awesome to be thanked by them. Cause I am not in the band. There really isn't a band. Like it's, it's a prod, it's an honor project, you know, to Chester. Um, and so just like being recognized like that was really awesome. But if I was going to say like my favorite songs on there, it's hard for me to pick uh, because I heard them all for so long <laughs> during the process of them making this. Uh, I really love, there's one called In Time. I love that one a lot. Uh, I love Syndrome. That's a great tune. Uh, I just, I love, I love B12. <laughs> I love them all. What can I say? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, th- yeah. The whole album's really, really good. Um, There's another one coming out this year. Yeah, I was going to ask is that because I, I didn't know if that was for sure coming or not. Um, it's coming. It's coming. They just finished making the video for uh, the first single, which I am not uh, going to tell anyone what it is. People keep asking me, Heidi, what song is it? Heidi, what song is it? You can tell me. I won't tell anyone. I'm like, I can't uh-huh. tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I got the cool present. Because <laughs> I keep my mouth shut when I'm supposed to. 
but uh, it's going to be a great surprise for everybody uh, who's who is a fan of Chester's. And you know, yesterday was actually Chester's birthday, March. 20th, That's right. So. I saw quite a few posts online. Uh, yeah. No, um, I'm trying to think of uh, the very first song that came out. I remember there's like a a global listen party, right? You remember that? Oh yeah. Oh, I do. <laughs> and uh, it literally went every time zone for like 24 hours. Yeah. And that was really fun because I, I jumped. Because I was so busy at the time, but I actually jumped onto a couple um, time zones and listened um, because uh, it, it was just, I don't know, just kind of felt special, you know. It that was special. It was felt- cool because how they, it was, it encompassed all countries, you know, and all cultures. So yeah. everybody who was anywhere and was a fan of Chester's could have totally tuned in and listened to it. And some they did in other languages and, you know, English and the whatever language for that country uh which i thought was pretty cool too yeah um so how long did it take you guys when you were in the studio to do this the first record Uh uh-huh i think they worked on it all together uh gosh i think it was over two years a year and a half or two years just to get that first record maybe even close to three now it was like two yeah because yeah 2020 maybe like a year and a half it was a long yeah. time. And then they did uh, they did do a stripped version, which is just acoustic. Uh, the boys also got on a DC Comics. Uh, yeah. What was that about? That was uh, it's just like a comic book where it's like a I'm not like super into like the those kind of things, but they have, you know, that's cartoon comics and uh, they made a I wish I had all the info on it because I feel like I sound so dumb right now. But uh, there's a lot, you know, a lot of musicians contributed and they just got a track on it. It's like a soundtrack. That's what I'm trying to find. Soundtrack for this DC Comics, uh, Batman, Dark Knight. That's what it was. Dark Knight series. And one of the songs is on there. And the boys got to do voices as the superhero characters. And they got on a comic book, like Chester's on this comic book as a superhero all the boys are as superheroes and they're on the cover of this comic book it's pretty cool you guys should check it out yeah that 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 does sound really cool uh what's in the eye that's the name of the first i'm trying to remember the name of the first yep that was the first release that came out and the video and everything yeah yeah that was that was really good so that was awesome that that you know they kind of like paid a little homage to you for your work on the on the you know because um your co-host on aliens and beyond is none other than mace Byers, right the bass player yeah yeah We've been, he's like my brother we're like uh you know soul family like we've i know that in past lives he and i he and i both know this that we've been like brother and sister or brother and brother probably sister and sister a couple of times <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask him about those stories because what was he wearing uh, come on um and eventually he'll come on here on the show too. I've talked to him and, and he's going to, he's going to come on here and do a talk a little bit about some stories from the road. I think we were talking about, um, um, you guys got to, yeah. Hey, you know, so people kind of understand <laughs> you and Mace a little bit better too, before they get, get to your show. Um, I want to just kind of do a quick thank you for something. Cause a lot of people, you know, they don't realize like people have big hearts and reach out and do things that are empathetic. And um, a year ago, um, a little bit, a little over a year ago, my sister had passed from COVID and man, was I just 
I was exhausted, tore up, just emotionally. And you and Mace call up out of the blue one day, right? Just just give us a call. Just, just call me up. Like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, treat me as I get any other day. Like, hey, what's up, asshole? How's it going? And uh, you guys had me laughing and just, like, we didn't talk about any bad stuff. We just talked about fun stuff. You, you kind of kept me on the phone. Like, I know you were kind of, like, keeping me on the phone. <laughs> and it was like, you know, but you kept me on the phone, got me laughing, had a good time, like, really kind of reached out on a day that like, you know, a day when somebody needs to be cheered up. I don't know if you just if felt that or not or whatever with, with, with the <laughs> you know, me, Cyrus. and uh, but like, like out of the blue. And it was, and it, you talk about a much needed call. Like that, that just says a lot about the character of you two guys to like, you, you took some time out of a busy day of your all that we had a lot going on and just like, all right, we're going to, we're going to make this asshole stay on the phone with us until he's cheered up. And you did. And uh, it made Good, I'm glad it worked. Um, but I just want people to understand, like when, when they listen to your show, like they hear, they hear shows or they see people on TV or whatever. I mean, there are real people behind these things with, with wives of their own and kids of their own and families of their own and so much going on. And it says a lot about the character of a person that when you got so much going on that you actually reach out and touch base with somebody else and like, you know, give that hand up. So man, that was way appreciated. And it's like one of the sweetest gestures because it was such a weird time. I think, even some of my best friends were kind of like afraid to call, like just give them space and stuff. And, and sometimes you need that. And then sometimes you realize you don't, even when you think you do, you know what I mean? Right. So it's kind of a, so I want people to hear this when they go to listen to your show, just, just know the, the, the big heart, and the kindness of people that, that are out there that, uh, that, that do these things and try and like doing the show, not just to entertain, but educate. So that's what aliens and beyond is kind of going to be about too. Right. So, Oh yeah. What can we expect from this show? Uh, I think we're going to be a lot more open, like in personal this time, uh, for sure. I do have, uh, one of my scientist friends is going to come on and talk with us, uh, some science stuff, you know, here and there, super well-known person. I'm waiting to announce his name until later, but, uh, so I'm super stoked about that. And we just, I, actually, we're going to have guests this time. Like, cause last time we didn't have guests. We just did all our like dumb stuff, you know, but this time we're, we've got some guests lined up. Uh, the first show, we won't have any guests. It'll just be us babbling about what happened the last three years and why we didn't film a show. Uh, obviously the, all that grade A stuff had a lot to do with yeah. that. Cause it, it was a lot of work, mostly more for Mace. I just, you know, roll in there and play a few things here and there, but, and even that third record that's coming out, that was a lot of work for them too. And I'm only on one song on that record. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's a good time to actually bring the show out because the last three years have been crazy. Like, you know, you had, you know, all the stuff going with grade A's and that keeping busy and then COVID and the lockdowns and the world has just been exhausted you could just feel that weight yeah. and now the world's opening up and we still have a lot of bad things going on in the world. But um, I know you noticed this post I put on Facebook and I'll just kind of leave people with this. Um, you know, when, you know, the, the world is, you know, is always going crazy. People are always looking at it, watching way too much news and television. It's like, yeah, the world's going crazy. Well, it's always going crazy. And if it you want and if you watch the news, it's 24-7 of if it bleeds, it leads. And there is so much good news out there. There's much more than the bad news. And we never hear it. So, like, break away from that toxic atmosphere because we as people are not toxic. We are better than that. And get away from that for a week. And uh, I, I promise you when you come back to the world, 
go go hang out with your family, your friends, have a barbecue, read a book, get into nature. And the world will be a lot lighter when you come back because it's your world that you need to focus on. And we can't control anything else around us. We can just control what we have in our world, yeah, in our space. Right. So yeah, break away from the toxicity, right? Heidi, that's something you kind of preach a lot too. You yeah. talk a lot about that. So um, I can't wait for the show. This is going to be fun. <laughs> now, the, the previous ones that you guys did, they're on YouTube. People can watch them. And it was like Paranormal 101. You guys just have fun. And you would ask questions. <laughs> hey, your little daughter was in this. <laughs> little Lily was in here. And so she was cute as a button. <laughs> and uh, hopefully she does some cameos. I'm going to try to get her to. She still remembers the whole aliens and beyond. Please subscribe that she did. She just like says it every once in a while. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was like four years ago at this point. <laughs> that's so, but, so little. That's a smart kid, man. But uh, yeah. Hey, Heidi, thanks for, for doing this. It's been fun. Yeah. And uh, I know you got stuff going on today, too. You got to go get your little girl. And, um, Always. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's do it again when you have some time. And uh, go bust Mace's balls for me. Tell him to come on. Tell me some roads, uh, uh, yeah. stories from the road. And you're going to come on Aliens and Beyond at some point. Yeah. In the next, in the next uh, two months. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> let me know. We'll, we'll carve out some time and do it. Um, I don't know what I can add to the whole alien phenomenon. I've had like two like ghosty experiences. I can't explain, but um, aliens, I'm still looking. Only two, huh? Only two. <laughs> Only, yeah. Like, yeah uh, that, wait, till, wait till we actually hang out in person. That's chapter one of your book. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Only two. Um, you read into two of those in your store yesterday. Hey, by the way, I wanted to mention like uh, real quick on Amazon. Do you have your store listed on Amazon where people can buy? No, I have just... Uh... We're just finally getting our web store set up through our uh, mtronics.com, M-T-R-O-N-I-K-S. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. Um, I mean, you, you are like, build yourself musicians for musicians. And like everybody works there as musicians. So it's not just some right. clerk there. Um, yeah. These are serious people that love music and all genres. Um, I noticed on Amazon, they have a list there, like where it's like uh, women-owned business day or whatever. Uh, you click oh. there and it take you to a page where it's like just women-owned businesses. Huh, so, I should get on that. I need to find that, something to sell on Amazon. That, but that's pretty interesting. So, um, but no, <laughs> if, 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 you're a, you know, if you're out there listening, you, you love music, um, it's well worth having it shipped. Uh, you know, buy from Heidi because uh, you know your stuff's going to be taken care of. Yep. And if you can't find anybody to fix your stuff, we can fix it. Cause that's the thing. It's a total dying art, the art of like amplifier and keyboard repair. And we recone speakers, obviously don't ship your speakers to us. That's going to be really expensive, but maybe you're local in AZ Arizona, but you know, we fix weird stuff too that other people can't fix. And you do, you do stuff shipped to you quite often, right? We do. Yeah. yeah. People ship stuff to us all from all over the United States, uh, especially like weird vintage kind of, units you know that they just can't find anybody to do what they need to do with them tape machines weird stuff like that it's pretty fun i love playing with them when they're fixed i mean somebody has to test them out why not you yeah <laughs> have fun with it hey Heidi, thanks again i appreciate it yes you're welcome thanks uh, everybody <laughs> yeah we'll be back soon don't forget everybody check out aliens and beyond be looking for that coming up soon on uh, youtube and you'll find uh just look it up for wherever you listen to your podcast at and follow your Gonzo Chronicles. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> See you guys down the road. <laughs>